Bloomberg Surveillance. We're back to what really made this entire bull market great, which has been climbing a perpetual wall of worry. You just do what you normally do as a human being, and you get a response from computing. That is a new phenomenon that I think points at the future of interfaces. Those that are proving that they can readjust their portfolio, lean things out, are going to get rewarded as we look at the, the recovery that we firmly believe has started. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Michael McKee and Tom Keen. Friday, wrapping up what has been an interesting week, particularly uh, with what we saw with the Japanese yen. Um, yesterday, we're going to look at EM and, you know, through the morning, try to recalibrate into your weekend reading. I want to get right to it now. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Cone Resnick, accounting tax advisory. To minimize risk and capture value in private equity, you need Cone Resnick, where forward thinking creates results. Find out how at ConeResnick.com. So there we are. We say good morning. Thank you, Cone Resnick, uh, for your support. Michael McKee, I, I, I look at the week and I, I look at all that's going on, and to me it all devolves back to a lack of nominal GDP, tepid price change, and even tepid real GDP as well. well last night, Alan Greenspan at the uh, at the Fed chair's panel suggested it uh, that is all based on the lack of productivity growth in the United States and around the world. And that that is the issue that policymakers, particularly on the fiscal side, should pay attention to. If you can get companies to invest to increase productivity, you can increase growth at a time when the population, the working, yeah. the labor force is shrinking. Um, <laughs> there's any number of ways to go with this. I am thrilled that we have on now Pablo Goldberg of BlackRock, who is in an arcane world of emerging market debt strategy. That alone is enough to bring a bar conversation to a complete halt. Unfortunately, I would suggest respectfully, Pablo Goldberg's world is really, really, really important right now. Pablo, I'm in the mood where I've seen this before. You never know what's coming, but everybody harkens back to one of the skeletons in the closet, 1994. Let me start with not rumors or speculation, but I've had a few people go Malaysia, and they're talking about the debt construction of your emerging markets. Is there any validity to major worries about EM debt? Yeah, there's, there is some, uh, some, uh, some validity to that, and, and, and the validity uh, comes uh, more from the fact that EM has been accumulating that uh, over the course of the last years and is uh, way more highly leveraged than it was before. But there's also a striking difference with 1994. Uh, in 1994, first, uh, you know, the uh, cause of the uh, shock in him was a surprising Fed and a Fed that was raising rates very quickly. But second, that the debt that was constructed in emerging markets at the time was mostly denominated in dollars. That is not the case right now. Um, so while uh, it is true to say that uh, emerging markets are more highly indebted, particularly in Asia, than they were uh, before the global financial crisis, uh, the, the, um, the taxonomy of that debt is very, very different than that of 1994. Well, are you, uh, not you, but uh, emerging markets, uh, are they happy that the dollar has gotten weaker over the last couple of weeks? Is it enough that uh, t- it takes the pressure off? 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, the the stronger dollar was a very important headwind uh, facing the emerging markets because it's not just about the stronger dollar. It was about what the stronger dollar was doing uh, to um, the currency of China and how China has decided to change its tax regime. Uh, it was uh, about what the dollar was doing to commodity prices and how low they have gotten. Uh, so this relief that we've seen um, on on the dollar, on the dollar strength, is, is very much welcome for emerging markets. I would argue uh, that um, it actually has led to a significant rally that could be sustained. I mean, this, this headwind of the dollar could eventually turn into some tailwinds for emerging markets. The stimulus that we see coming out of China can generate some new growth in the uh, Asian uh, giant that will permeate to the rest of the M, as mm-hmm. well as a little bit of a pickup in commodities, as well as some room right. for emerging market central banks to start cutting rates. Pablo, percolating, and I, folks, I just mean percolating, literally into weekend reading, whether it's The Economist magazine or Bloomberg product or whatever, is the idea of just do something. And this is the G7 meetings coming up in Japan and the IMF uh, spring meetings as well. Pablo, are we anywhere near coordinated or less coordinated fiscal stimulus? But we can say that in some way we're already past coordinated monetary stimulus, right? And I'll agree. you see what has happened in the, in the last meetings on the Fed, the ECB, and the Bank of Japan. They, uh, uh, we, we can argue whether that was voluntary or not. But the idea is that we had a way better monetary outlook for a dollar. Now, are we going to get a better uh, sort of coordination on the fiscal side? That's a little bit more tricky. Remember that still in Europe we're deleveraging, uh, to some extent we're deleveraging the U.S. Here what we need in the developed world is a re-leveraging of the private sector. And uh, that is what monetary policy is trying to do. Um, but higher spending on the public side, I no, don't think that that is something that we can bet on for now. All right, so uh, the Fed on hold at the moment, uh, and we don't know when they're going to get back to raising rates, but have we normalized enough, gotten the rally back into place that you're talking about enough that if the Fed, uh, uh, an interest rate increase does come to the fore again, we don't see another collapse in EM? Um, I, I think that that is fair to say, particularly uh, if the increase in interest rates in the U.S. come as a response of stronger growth. I, we need the U.S. to accelerate. Now, if it comes because uh, we're starting to see inflation pressures uh, creeping in the U.S., that's all of a different story. That is look more 1994-ish than, than, than anything else. But, uh, you know, it, it is not something that is very much on the table right now. It's something that we're monitoring as a potential risk. But it's not something that is in the table right now. I would say that um, we are likely to see uh, in the next couple of quarters uh, positive surprise news for emerging markets rather than what we saw in the last three years that were constantly negative news. Pablo, within this and as you go into the weekend, are there financial instabilities within the emerging market world? I mean, is it all quiet on the EM front or do you sort of, Think about your next research piece and say, I've got to really focus on instabilities here or instabilities there. Well, we're actually focusing on re-stability, uh, if I have to be honest, in our current research pieces. I mean, we're focusing more about how the emerging markets have shrugged off some important uh, headwinds and some and some tail risks like China devaluation, uh, uh, rapid Fed hike. 
and on lower commodity prices. But if you were to uh, put a finger on something that is more of financial instability, we think that the corporate sector in EM has been extending significant amount of, of its leverage. And we will see as the cycle continues to uh, show right. uh, some increase in non-performing non, non, non loans, etc. Uh, but the big difference with 1994 is that you have not had a wave of sovereign defaults that you had you know, in the late right. 90s and the beginning of the Is 2000s. that because of floating uh, rate is, regime? Yes. Is no, that is because the debt has not, is not denominated in dollars as much as it was before. You have massive devaluations in Brazil. In Malaysia, as you mentioned, uh, in uh, Indonesia, all across emerging markets, and the sovereigns were very good at taking that head, and 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 in fact, some places we have seen some stimulus. This is because there's been a very mm-hmm. important change in the profile of the balance sheet of, particularly the sovereigns, not so much yeah. dollar debt. Do you just presume currency depreciation? I mean, if I look at the Asia DXY index or the Asian bundle X Japan. Do you just assume one solution is outright currency depreciation bordering on devaluation? Well, one of the lines of defense that emerging market has built over the course of the last 15 years was uh, a significant amount of reserves. And these foreign reserves has allowed these emerging markets to use the exchange rate as a shock Agreed. absorber. Yeah. Basically, we have seen massive devaluations across him, and these have not led uh, to uh, dramatic financial stresses as it, as it did in the past. Uh, we are seeing some uh, export markets starting to turn the corner. Look at Brazil, one of the most battered emerging markets of the last uh, two years. We're starting to see a pickup in exports. We're starting to see import substitution. So the exchange rate is doing its marvels in terms of realigning domestic prices to international prices and starting to bring some wealth. It is incipient yet. I mean, it's important to clarify but we're starting to see things come in the right way. Let's come back. Pablo Goldberg with us with BlackRock, an important conversation, um, <clears throat> way more important yesterday, and we'll see how we uh, do today. Yen is churning. It was a 108. What did we get to, Mike? 108.02? Yeah. We, uh, we, we got a 107.02 yesterday. So but, um, it's been bouncing around today, but it is still a little bit weaker. No, I stand corrected. 107. Oh, that's right. 67 at 11 a.m. At 11 a.m. yesterday. uh, 11 a.m. yesterday at 107.67 with a nice recovery, but we got a ways to go. Futures up 11. Dow futures up 80. The VIX closing 16.16. Time now for a news update with Michael Barr. Michael. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Pope Francis is not actually changing any Catholic Church doctrine on divorce in a long-awaited document, but he is putting more emphasis on individual conscience as a guiding principle for Catholics. In the 256-page document, the Pope says the Church must no longer sit in judgment and throw stones against those who fail to live up to the ideals of marriage and family life. Francis still says marriage is a lifelong commitment. Secretary of State John Kerry made a surprise visit to Baghdad today. Kerry met with Iraq's prime minister to talk about the Islamic State. Officials in South Korea say that for the first time, multiple North Korean restaurant workers have escaped from the same restaurant in a foreign country and defected to Seoul. Such workers are usually chosen for their loyalty. Global News, 24 hours a day. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? That was extraordinary. Do that news report. That was really amazing, Michael Barr. 
In right. Seoul, Korea. I, I, that is amazing, cause you, and they are chosen for their love. Okay. So. Very good. Michael Barr, thank you so much. Futures Up 11. We continue with Pablo Goldberg. This news update brought to you by Elbow Beach Bermuda, an oceanfront enclave of classic style and contemporary luxury. 50 acres of lush gardens and a private ribbon of pink sand beach. Go to elbowbeachbermuda.com for more details. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. Futures are higher this morning. Oil is jumping. Let's go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. And here's Vince Signorella. Good morning, Vince. Good morning, Karen. Markets are rising on an improved risk sentiment into the open. Dow futures up 83, S&P up by 11, NASDAQ plus 26. The 10-year yield is at 171. The dollar mixed overall, but gaining versus the end trading at about 108.50. Oil prices, as you said, are higher. WTI up 145 at 38.71. Brent plus 134 at 40.77. On the U.S. economic front, at 8.30, Federal Reserve Bank President William Dudley will give a speech on the economy at the University of Bridgeport. February wholesale inventory and trade sales at 10 a.m., Baker use rig count at 1 p.m. In some of today's top news, Verizon is set to plan a bid for Yahoo while Google mulls its own offer. Gap Inc. fell as much as 11% in late trading after March sales missed already lowered expectations. Live from the first word breaking news desk, I'm Vincent Signorella. Karen? All right, thanks, Vincent. To hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk, go on your terminal. That's S Q U A W K Go. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. Good morning, everyone. Good Friday morning. Uh, Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Invesco. Factor-based strategies can help investors focus on high quality, low volatility, and more. Learn more at Invesco.com slash high conviction. And we thank Invesco for Friday's support here on Bloomberg Surveillance. Uh, a, a good person to speak to today, Pablo Goldberg of BlackRock who is knee-deep in the world of emerging markets. We've been talking about the differences between 1994 and now and some of the nuances, the dynamics of how emerging market governments and, and to an extent, beleaguered corporates will respond to slowing GDP. Let's partition emerging markets. Pablo, obviously there's commodity-based EM. There's non-commodity-based EM. But I would suggest there's also EM trying to do tiger-like, Asian tiger-like redux, countries where there's a real emerging spirit. Which one are they? Well, I mean, if you look at the commodity exporter uh, world, you know, you got particularly the oil countries are the one that have suffered the most, right? the, the Russia, Venezuela, uh, Malaysia, uh, Mexico, Colombia to some extent. Um, the guys who have benefited the most by the dropping commodity prices, I mean, top in line is, is uh, Korea, uh, Thailand being second one, um, but also uh, but also China. Something important to note is that there are some uh, commodity importers, like Turkey, for example, who sells most of its exports to commodity exporters, like those of the Middle East. So um, you need to really go deep and do your 
uh, nitty-gritty analysis to get uh, who uh, gets affected and who's not. Um, who are trying to really stimulate their economy by, uh, you know, lower uh, or weaker currencies? I would say that almost all of emerging markets have been looking at um, – Decreasing their, their uh, or uh, reducing the value of their currencies to become increasingly more competitive to the rest of the world. Uh, you will notice that uh, there's no single emerging market currency that is higher to the dollar uh, than it was uh, three years ago. I mean, yeah. China was the only one, and we saw what they have done. Um, so this use of uh, currencies has been very much uh, in vogue all across uh, the, yen, the yen space. The coupon that you get. You know, in in Malaysia, or you know, name the other country that that you're better at than that I am, or any of us. You get a big coupon. How much is the coupon as a general rule, and is it worth it? Well, the, the, the truth is that um, we, um, as portfolio managers in the emerging market space, uh, generally have been unable to pass a full coupon to investors. So irrespective of how high it was, and it's way higher in some countries like Brazil, in the local markets you can get coupons of, or yields of 15%. And in other countries, actually, these yields are way, way lower, uh, close to 2 percent 2.5% if you look to places like Hungary, for example. But the currency depreciation uh, um, lead to the fact that um, we couldn't pass full coupon to investors because that yeah. coupon was eroded by currency depreciation. Uh, so what's really important here, and going back to your earlier point about the dollar, is that should the dollar stop uh, appreciating against the currencies around the world, and this means that we're now going to be able to pass a coupon towards investors. And that is what actually made us extremely more positive about the local markets in the yen space. For three years, spreads widening in dollar bonds or currency depreciation in local bonds were important headwinds uh, um, co- conflicting with our ability uh, to provide investors the full return of the emerging market. This is what we think is changing right now. Where is the non-value trap? Where is the best opportunity right now of things that have been beat up and beleaguered? I'm going to guess it's not Russia. Well, we, um, Russia actually was one of the top performers of the market last year. Uh, believe it or not, despite oil prices kept on going lower, Russia got uh, very much hurt in 2014 and recovered very much in 2015. Uh, places where we're looking uh, to get some nice returns um, is places like Mexico. Um, we are um, more uh, encouraged about Indonesia. Uh, we like um, places like uh, on the right side, Brazil, where this coupon is quite high, as you mentioned. So there's there's a, there's a few there's a few spots uh, where um, actually things are getting way more interesting, particularly if uh, currencies stop depreciating. Well, you know, I, I get the currency idea. Help me with Brazil. I mean, they're gonna, very quickly here. They're going to have an impeachment, but the yields are extraordinary, right? Right. I mean, really, Brazil is. Uh, uh, facing uh, uh, very important decisions to be made uh, going forward following many years of um, very dramatic adjustment in the economy. Uh, interest rates, uh, which are on the other side of this coupon, and monetary policy being extremely tight, fiscal policy will have to continue to be very tight because the fiscal deficit has gone very, very large. The currency have moved a lot. There is what we're starting to see, some incipient turnaround uh, in, in the activity story. Um, but obviously, uh, sort of the policy side needs to get a little more clear. 
uh, investors have bet that yeah. there's going to it's going to be a change in policies. Uh, but it's a little bit early to uh, to say. But mm-hmm. but it could be one of those places that will go right. from a place that was very bad for investment and probably to get oh. more better. Thanks for the briefing. Pablo Goldberg with BlackRock as we uh, did a tour there of the emerging market debt. And, um, you know, don't play with this at home, I think, is part of it. Diversification only gets you so far uh, in the EM arena. Uh, we have economic data. Futures up 12. Dow futures up 88. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. All due respect, highlight brought to you by Land Rover. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure, the Discovery Sport was built to help your search. Visit LandRoverTriState.com or call 1-800-FIND-4WD for details. Land Rover, above and beyond it.